it's Mark here once again, and uh, I just wanted to share a, uh, a few thoughts that I've been having over the last couple of days. Uh, I'm just driving in my car to my next appointments, and um, as I was driving, I was just been looking out the window and thinking about how amazing the weather has been here for the last few days. It certainly feels like summer has arrived, and I, I love weather. Uh, it's also late November and what I love most about this time of year is the days are getting longer, there's uh, energy in the air and now that we're starting to look towards the end of the year, it's the time of year where my brain naturally goes to thinking about what the new year is going to bring uh, without the pressure of feeling like you need to uh, start implementing or set new year's resolutions and keep yourself accountable to what you want to do in 2020 but also this little transition between that and also reflecting on the year that has been and in this reflection uh i know i've, I've personally had a, had a great year uh we've been through um what i'd describe i guess as a transition period in my life over the last couple of years since i'm starting a family and building a house and, and all sorts of things have changed in our lifestyle in the last couple of years that i'm loving and sort of settling into it being a the the, the norm the groove now but uh as i was reflecting uh the memory actually popped up on my facebook feed today and it was a picture of me at uh, a ridiculous 24-hour um obstacle race five years ago uh, it was a uh, world's toughest mother and uh, just it took me right back to that little period in my life that is uh, always a core part of me and I was, I was thinking about that year and the thing that got me into doing world's toughest mother of all the things I could possibly do uh, was uh, about 12 or a, a few months a little more than 12 months before that event uh, tough mother came to uh, my hometown for the first time ever. So myself, my wife, uh, a bunch of our clients and a few friends all put a team together to go and run through the mud and do the, the 20 kilometer Tough Mudder course. And we, we finished it absolutely loving it. It was, uh, it was awesome. It was a great physical challenge. What I love about Tough Mudder in general is there is always at least one obstacle that is gonna challenge you mentally and another one that's going to really challenge you physically and it's going to be the same for everybody people who have no problem with heights might have a little fear of the dark or closed spaces or people who have great um great uh mental abilities of uh nothing really phases them there might be more of a physical challenge somewhere so there's lots of things in it that's uh that that resonate with my personal beliefs and values but anyway, when we did this Tough Mudder, it was a 21K. I had just come off the back of a hamstring injury, so I pretty much completed it without too much training. But the, the thing about that is, we got to the end of it over the next, well, actually on the drive home and over the next couple of days, my wife and I were talking about how much we love uh, having an event to train towards. Uh, I thrive when I, I have something for my own personal health and fitness. Uh, I'll always stay fit, I'll always do my best to stay healthy, but I'm always in the best shape and I'm always most diligent when I have an event that I need to train for. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a super competitive event, it just needs to be something that I go, man, if, if I don't train for this, this is gonna hurt. Now, I have a belief, uh, this is not completely true, but I feel like I could almost roll out of bed and, and run a marathon. It will hurt a lot, but I will get to the finish line. 
I have a good base level. I won't do a personal best time without training, but I, I could at least do a half marathon, a 20k event without too much trouble. And Tough Mudder reminded me of that. So in this conversation, my wife and I sat down and we we're like, all right, well, what can we do next year? What is something that is a, a ridiculous challenge that we we have to train for, we really have to train for? And I loved my Tough Mudder experience so much that I went and signed up for World's Toughest Mudder. It is the 24-hour uh, season-ending uh, event in America that runs for, as the name suggests, 24 hours of Tough Mudder. Uh, it's a 10k lap, and all of the uh, all of the obstacles are scaled up as well. They know that it's the uh, the crazy Tough Mudder fans that go to this event. And uh, the year that I went, it was held in the Las Vegas desert at the end of November. So moving in towards winter, it was always around the time of this uh, change in, in season. The year that I was there, we started in the desert during the day. Shorts and t-shirt, beautiful weather, 20 degree days. And then overnight it dropped. We got wet, it got cold. And with the wind chill factor, it was getting down towards a zero degree mark. And we had what I refer to as the sandstorm apocalypse. We had 100 kilometer wind gusts with a ridiculous sandstorm that swept across the desert. I remember being out on course at about 11.30 p.m. and you could see it rolling across the desert. It was literally a wall of dust that was just the, the wind front that just swept across and stayed with us for the next 12 hours. So despite the, how ridiculously cold it was, how horrible that experience became, uh, I, I loved every minute of it. And the thing about doing the World's Toughest Mudder was, uh, it was a long event. I knew that I had to train for it. In training for it, we uh, we set a goal. Uh, oh, and, and in addition to this, my wife decided when she found out that it was going to be cold, she decided not to do World's Toughest Mudder. So she signed up for her first ever uh, Ironman. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with the Ironman, Ironman is a 4K swim. 160k cycle and a 40k run all back to back all in one day and so she trained for for that and her event was uh, a week or two after my world's toughest mother so we, we essentially supported each other in our training and suffering for the year first half of the year we did a lot of training together second half of the year it became a little bit more specific and we uh we started doing our own thing a lot more but within doing this, we just knew that those events, that they were not finishable without a significant level of training and preparation and learning and uh, getting nutrition right and, and, and all the, the performance aspects that go with it as well as the health and the mental preparation. And off the back of doing this, uh, we, we, we found this, this opportunity to, to thrive in this new thing. Now, the crazy thing was, as much as we loved this and there was a financial commitment to it and it was incredibly time-consuming doing the training, when I think back to that year now, that was one of the best years I had in, in all areas of my life. Uh, the, my health and fitness was, was absolutely rocking. Uh, we actually quit alcohol that year as well. And uh, that'll be a topic for another podcast. We'll go into uh, what my experience of uh, going alcohol-free was. And within that, we had uh, we had uh, a ripper year in business. Um, our business did incredibly well that year, and our relationship thrived. 
even though we were spending time apart doing exercise, we were connecting over our training and uh, and supporting each other with our training. And it was just an incredibly efficient year because we were trying to shoehorn so much stuff into a week and into the year that we, we had to just be incredibly optimal in, in how we scheduled our time and how we ran our time. And when I look back on it, there was a big part of setting a ridiculous goal that we had to plan for, but that rippled into other areas of our lives, of setting goals in other areas. And then there were even things that we didn't necessarily set goals around, but it had a positive knock-on effect because it, it satisfied a core need or it was a, a real, a real uh, action of our core values. And, uh, and, and that worked really well. Uh, in addition to that, being really fit and really healthy helps you have more energy and more focus and more clarity in all the other areas of your life as well. So within that, uh, we're starting to look forward to next year and my wife and I, are, our goal over the last couple of years has been uh, raising a family and uh, getting them through that initial key dependence phase and as our little toddlers are turning into little people, now they are three years old, then you know they certainly require attention and love and care and a lot of time spent with them and we don't want to get rid of that, but they're becoming a little bit more independent and more than anything, we're noticing we have a little bit of mental space to be able to entertain adding in some extra other things into our lifestyle. So we've started setting some goals. We've got some amazing business goals next year. Uh, we've got some goals to grow our business, which uh, we'll be announcing to our community in the, uh, the coming days and weeks. Uh, we have uh, some key goals that we want to do as a family and uh, check off some bucket list items while our, our, while our girls are young. And we've gone back to going, okay, what is the event that we're going to do at the end of next year? What is the thing that is going to be the, the extra thing that we really need to focus on and train towards because uh, that, that sets the scene for stepping out of our comfort zone. And by setting the fitness goal or the performance goal as the core of our goals, then everything else rolls off the back of that. If you have a bad day, you're, you have an accountability to do your workout, which tends to, I know for me, makes everything feel better. Uh, it creates structure in your day. There are ways to connect with people over that. Uh, there are whole communities involved in the sports that we choose to do that we want to reconnect with. And it just makes life better. And when life better, life is better than your relationships become more enjoyable. When life feels better and you feel like you're, you're thriving, then it makes it easier to tackle the, the goals of uh, the challenges of business or, or whatever your uh, focus is for the next year. It'll help you be uh, more resilient. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, it helps build that resilience muscle and that mental toughness muscle so that you can take on whatever happens and you can reflect on the year going like, wow, what an amazing year. And when we reflect on an amazing year, it just means that overall we've, we've improved or we've uh, come out the other side of some uh, some challenges and we remember the successes instead of the, the bad times because we've been able to, to overcome them. So what I'm going to challenge you to do while you're listening to this and over the next, uh, next day or two is have a think about what has been good about this year or um, you know say it how it is maybe your year is just one of those years that you're looking forward to it to end and you can't wait to start fresh next year if that's your situation then 
that's okay. It's okay to have those those years, those moments, but make a decision to make it different and uh, close off this year, round it out, and, and start fresh. And the way to do that, regardless of how your year's been, reflect on the year and set yourself a big personal uh, health or fitness goal. Now, I'm not suggesting you go and run a 24-hour uh, obstacle race. That might not be your thing. Might be doing a 10K walk. That might be your stretch. Whatever it is, choose something that uh, you're going to have to... That, that makes you a little bit nervous about the idea of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Because when, when you have that thought of, oh, I don't know if I can do this, something special happens in the back of your mind that starts to kick into problem-solving mode that helps your mind start to uh, work through all the solutions that it might need to then have a successful outcome. And as I said before, this will ripple across into other areas of your life and even setting that health and fitness goal will allow you to start to set some more uh, audacious goals in other areas of your life. And this is the thing, you're, you're much more likely to succeed by setting a ridiculous goal and only getting halfway to it and going, oh my God, look at what I achieved, than setting a really conservative goal and not having energy around it and just sitting back and getting there in the year. You're like, oh, oh, that's right, next year. It needs to be something that uh, makes you uh, catch your breath or tightens in your chest just a little bit, just enough to uh, make you test how serious you are about it and set to work in solving the problem of overcoming it. And this will, you know, your brain is a problem solving machine. It thrives on it. It just needs to know that there is a solution in order to go out and look for it. Uh, you don't even know what that solution is or what the method to get there is. You just need to know that it could be possible. And when you entertain that idea of possibility, then your brain goes into problem-solving mode. And off the back of setting a fitness goal, then set all the other goals in the other areas of your life. Even if fitness is not your thing, what I really want you to do is, is build your muscle around that because it's also the area of life that, while it's ridiculously important, it also has the least consequences uh, than other areas of your life. So for example, if you're a business owner and you set a goal of having a million dollar year and instead like that, that, that plan falls flat on its face and you actually go into to negatives or deficit or however it might be, then that has a massive consequence for you and the other people in your life. So I'm not saying not to set goals in that, but you want those goals to be at least partially successful or at least have a bare minimum you want to achieve. Whereas fitness, like it'll take care of health. Health will be taken care of in having a fitness goal. Like health is just a given and it is the core and we'll talk more about that in other podcasts. But the uh, the fitness goal is if, if you if you fail at it, if you fall short of your goal, it doesn't matter other than pride and ego. It's just feedback to go, right, I'm gonna do that again next year. And even for me with Will's Thomas Mutter, like I loved it, I gained so much from it and I would not change it for the world. However, I have some unfinished business. I had a goal of hitting a 50 mile target, uh, which is about 85 kilometers uh, in, in metric. And uh, they measure in miles because it's American, they still do the imperial thing, crazy people. 
So I had a goal of getting my 50 mile bib and I've fallen a little short of that two times now and I have unfinished business. So I still have a plan of going back and getting that 50 mile bib. And uh, I'm aiming to do that again next year in 2020. So we'll, we'll see uh, how we go in, in setting that. But uh, my other crazy goal that I have I found it difficult to travel with a young family, so that's why uh, the last couple of years that World Suffers Mother has been um, on hold. Uh, so I just found another ridiculous challenge that's a little bit more local. So uh, the, the next best thing that I have right now is uh, running my first ultra, uh, trail ultra. So I'm looking at signing up for a 100k ultra for November uh, in 2020. So uh, one of those two things will be on my list next year. and. Uh, Excited. I'm nervous, but I'm also excited about uh, getting into this and discovering the world of ultra running. And I know from past experience that next year is going to be amazing because of the ripple effect that that focus will have on the rest of my, my life. So uh, that, that's what I wanted to share with you today. Go and set a ridiculous fitness goal, whatever is ridiculous for you. And set to set set the next couple of weeks and just imagining what that is and just gathering information and learning about this thing so you can start to plan for it. And then once you've done that, start imagining what could be for the other areas of your life in the next 12 months and ultimately put pen to paper and just scribble them down so you have a record and some accountability for that. And then the third thing is go and tell people what is the thing you're gonna do and uh, notice their reactions deal with that um, you, you'll get all sorts of different reactions within that but uh, you know, just remember people's reactions and their reaction to have is a reflection of them not you and uh, and find your supporters find your champions and, and go and do it so uh, yeah that's uh, that was my thought um, and now I'm going to get off this podcast and go and register for some events because uh, just sharing this out loud and putting it out there I'm, uh, I'm excited for the next 12 months as I hope you are too so uh, thanks for listening Enjoy, uh, we'll speak to you again soon.